You're listening to This Girl Can Talk with me, Harriet, and today I'm joined by Ellie Webb, the founder of the drinks brand Caleno, the non-alcoholic spirit. Now, for those that know me, know that I now am a bit of a mindful drinker. I did a year of non-drinking. I have a drink now and again. And something like this brand of drinks is right up my street. I am now always looking for a non-alcoholic spirit to have on a night out. And for many a reason, might be that I'm wanting to cut back or not wanting to have a hangover or I might want to drive that night. And Caleno offer just that. So we talk about that in the conversation. We also talk about how the business was founded back in 2019, some great stories. And just recently, Caleno have now been acknowledged after four years, two tropical non-alcoholic spirits and two delicious cocktail cans later, they are officially a B Corp UK certified, demonstrating commitment to looking after people and planet as they can continue to grow. So this lady is uh, going from strength to strength. She definitely knows one or two things about building a brand, entrepreneurship. She's passionate about it and she's very down to earth. And I, for one, love this conversation as you will too. So Ellie, thanks for joining me today on This Girl Can Talk. Just over to you with a bit of intro about you and and your and your brand, Kelenio. Yeah, no worries, Harriet. Thanks for having me, uh, first of all. Um, so I started uh, my brand, Kelenio, about four and a half years ago, I think now. Um, so Kelenio is a range of tropical non-alcoholic spirits. We live in the segment of the drinks market, which is kind of classified um, as no and low, non-alcoholic drinks, essentially, but the kind of grown up uh, stuff. So think non-alcoholic beer, non-alcoholic wine, non-alcoholic spirits. So things you would use in, in place of, of alcohol if you were, you know, trying not to drink um, or just trying to kind of drink a little bit less alcohol, moderate um, so we're, you know, a brand that that really believes that not drinking shouldn't be dull and actually want to bring a lot of fun to the category because just just I believe just because you're not drinking doesn't mean uh, you shouldn't be having fun too. So agreed. That's been the overriding mission for Clenio. We're very much inspired by um, all things uh, South American, Latin. That's where I got a lot of inspiration from the brand when I travelled around uh, Colombia, where I've got family. Um, we take um, a lot of our ingredients from Central and South America. Um, mm-hmm. So we are kind of quite tropical. You'll find us in uh, drinks like mojitos, uh, you know, sort of rum and ginger, yeah. drinks, you know, kind of rum cocktails are, are where we love love to be. So, yeah, that's, a, that's sort of a little bit of an intro to, to, to the brand. What what's your background in drinks? So wh- where did it come f- for you to think? Um, did you just think that there's a gap in the market for the yeah. the lower no, or did you come to inspire you? Yeah. So I so I worked in the drinks industry and basically in the alcohol industry. I worked for a company that um, distribute alcohol to pubs, bars, and restaurants across the UK. So you yeah. can imagine there's thousands and thousands of pubs, bars, and restaurants out there. Um, and they all need to get, you know, weekly deliveries of all yeah. their booze. So I worked for them doing a lot of B2B stuff. So I would do marketing uh, for them. I'd put on events, look after social media, website, that kind of thing. Amazing. So I was very much 
immersed in the world of drinks. I started there in my early 20s, mm. um, worked there for about four or five years. And I think it was when I was, um, I think I was about 27 at the time, I decided to do dry January for the first time because I had quite a boozy Christmas, lots of yeah. parties. And then as as well, working in the alcohol industry, you're just kind of constantly surrounded by yeah by that kind of thing. So I wanted to take a little bit of a break, decided to do dry January um, and actually just found it a little bit of a struggle because I wanted to still go out with my mates. Um, I wanted to not be drinking a Diet Coke or, or a water or, you know, a J2O or whatever else you got offered if you said to the barman yeah. you weren't drinking. And I wanted to be drinking cocktails and you know, rum mm. cokes, and it's like my friends. But, you know, that just didn't exist because I, I would need to drink alcohol to get that kind of option. So that that's kind of where that's kind of where the, the idea first came to me. So, yeah, about six years ago and just got me thinking, why? Why are there not better, better options like yeah. non-alcoholic beer was? was kind of a thing I think the only the only beer I could see behind the bar was Bex Blue didn't yep. really like wasn't really that bothered about it um I was more of a spirits girl so I uh thought about you know I wondered whether I could create a, a non-alcoholic version of a spirit where you mix it with you know either a mixer or use it in a cocktail and you still get that kind of complexity mm. um, and that flavor coming through that you would expect uh, but just without the alcohol. And so that that was the idea. And then kind of followed a couple of years later. And that was, you know, where I kind of, you know, created the recipe, um, worked on the branding and then eventually launched it at the beginning of 2019. Yeah, it was when the kind of category was just starting to develop. There were a few, I was, Kalenio was one of a few brands, but like it was very, very still very early stages it's it was very different then to how it is now yeah I I'm somebody that did a year's sober for yeah it's not and it started actually in 2020 not at the start of the pandemic it started in the Feb <laughs> I'd done I'd done damp January damp yeah yeah which I like to call and then I was like actually I reckon I could do this for three months now solidly dry yeah. and then we we're in pandemic times and I thought I'm going to do a year of this I'm actually reaping the benefits I'm feeling better and I think mm. the biggest thing at the time for me was I wasn't out so I found it easier not to drink then flip it forward into now I'm a mindful drinker yeah when if and when I want to and yeah. I think that there's so much more out there now that like you say you want a sophisticated adult drink you still want to be part of the fun I mean something within your brand you do you speak about being the, the joyful drinker and I, I totally resonate with with that you can be joyful can't you in a yeah. social environment without getting I mean personally I'll talk to myself I I used to just get binge drinky annihilated and I didn't realize there was another way to grown-up drink I think at 36 <laughs> yeah. I, I have got there but it's taken a while and with your brand I've seen it that you do events that you've got the whole Latino vibe going into it brand is very much inspired by South American culture and I think because one growing up with um, family around me like always always through a great party love music love dancing and I think 
there are so many elements that constitute like a great night out, yes. um, a great environment. And I think it, especially in the UK, like we've probably become a bit lazy in terms of relying on alcohol to sort of fuel our night out and just relying on that to, to kind of ensure we have a good time. But um, there's so many times where you've had a terrible night despite drinking alcohol. <laughs> and I yeah. think you know, it comes down to, yeah, the music, the atmosphere, the people, um, I personally have more fun when you know when I'm out dancing and so that's really where I guess that part of the brand comes from so yeah you're right we in January we uh, we launched like a, a kind of regular dance class um, at a hotspot in in London called Tropic Like It's Hot so we, we want to bring that back and it was basically getting people encouraging people to come along uh, try something new so it's a sort of different way of working out because obviously if you're dancing around you are burning calories so it was sort of like a fun workout followed by a couple of cocktails and a bit of socialising. So I just thought actually it would be a, a really fun way to show people they can have a really great night out, do a little bit of fitness um, yeah. and then have a, have a non-alcoholic, couple of non-alcoholic cocktails at the end of it. Because I think you're right, a lot of people feel that they can't go out and socialise if they're not drinking Um we're working really hard to make sure that obviously more pubs and bars stock better non-alcoholic options and actually have a range so that when you do go out you know you might go out and say I might have a couple of alcoholic drinks but actually I want to moderate and have a few non-alcoholic drinks because that's that's the other thing it's not as black and white as I'm not drinking or I am drinking alcohol uh sometimes there's a blurred line where people are like actually I just don't want to drink too much but I'd rather stay out longer and therefore having a non-alcoholic beer or a non-alcoholic cocktail can be super handy <laughs> yeah it can and it doesn't create the crippling hangover the next day which yeah. is oh the worst exactly and- yeah exactly could it be for women that are pregnant could drink these drink your drink yeah 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 absolutely because that's another thing isn't it just because you're maybe you know you're still going to occasions in I mean yeah. I'm, I'm not pregnant but I'm just thinking like it's not maybe necessarily those that are cutting back or maybe cutting out entirely it could just be a time in your life where you're not going to be drinking and it's not yet I mean there's pregnancy there's obviously when you know people are training for something like a marathon they they normally cut out alcohol or anything sugary because alcohol you know frankly it contains a lot of sugar it's not just you know the hangover and all that it's it's packed with (laughs) packed with sugar non-alcoholic versions are very often no or or low calorie and often um no sugar so Kalenia doesn't have any sugar at all and was super low calorie so that's obviously a benefit you know like you said if you're going you know sober for a year or a month or two three months whatever like having some time off there's lots of reasons or it's just simply you like a lot of people a bit like the you know meat free Mondays and a lot of my mm-hmm. friends did it where they didn't eat meat during the week you can do the same with alcohol you can kind of cut out alcohol Monday Friday and then just have have a few drinks on the weekend so that's another way to kind of moderate as well. Are you seeing a trend since 2019 or just that there's a, a far more less of a booze culture? Uh, yeah I mean on, on the whole Yes, I'm not saying everyone's going teetotal, but there's definitely, I think health and wellness has been on the rise for years. So more people are kind of taking care of themselves. I think the biggest thing to change, and it kind of happened around the time of the pandemic, was actually people are a lot more focused on their mental well-being as well as their physical well-being. So whereas before the driver might have been 
I want to stay fit. I want to get up early and go to the gym. I think now also the driver is I don't want to hang over. It gives mm. me really bad anxiety. And therefore, that's the reason I'm, I'm cutting down on alcohol. So I think there's just different yeah. different motivations. And, and also the kind of, you know, the next generation of drinkers, so to speak, you know, the 18, 19, 21 year olds that are going to uni, they just are not drinking as much alcohol. They're, They're probably drinking they? a third of yeah the alcohol if not less um than what I would have drunk when I was 18 (laughs) so yeah now that's in a third yeah less a lot of them aren't drinking at all um or just I think I think what it comes down to particularly the younger generation it's just not it's not cool to be drunk anymore like and then get absolutely why didn't I get that memo (laughs) and I think people are more uh, I don't know whether this is, you know, partly to do with social media and the fact yeah. that everything, you know, you go online and everything's perfect beautiful. and beautiful pictures. Whereas before, you know, back in the day, it was kind of Facebook, horrendous pictures of of everyone just looking awful. So I don't know if that's partly yeah. to do with it. And also people are taking a lot more care around their appearance. They're going to the gym, they're working out and alcohol kind of gets in the way of that. And I'm, I'm mm. not saying not saying that young people aren't drinking. I think they are, but I think they're choosing when they drink and actually yeah. choosing to kind of drink less at certain times. So they are, they're a little bit more sensible. Smart <laughs> cookies out there, aren't they? Yeah. I, yeah I, I think all power to them because, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to regret my 20s, but I completely relate to having the digital camera, taking a load of snaps, mm. not worrying about what angle it was at and then uploading <laughs> it to Facebook the week later. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think at the old, at the other end, because um, again, different motivations, I think at the older end it is more of a is more of a health conscious thing. What I'm drinking two or three glasses of wine a night, I'd love to cut that down to maybe one or none. And therefore I'll start to swap in non-alcoholic drinks. Mm-hmm. It's more of that at home habitual drinking. Yes. Or it could be the doctor said, look, you need to cut down, you need to cut down on alcohol because it's it's not great for your health. So the there's different I think there's different motivations depending on like who you know what age um yeah. subset you're kind of looking at what's your biggest achievement to date with your brand <sighs> and business is that really difficult to uh, biggest many? achievement I think I'm I'm proud to have have built um you know a fairly big team we've got you know around almost 20 people in the in the team now so starting wow. from just just me on my own in my kind of spare room is that how it began? Yeah, yeah. I just um, I, I started on I started on my own, and obviously just this idea I had. So kind of building it from from nothing into into something which you know we're now one of the one of the leading independent brands in the UK. We're stocked in uh, Waitrose, M and S, Sainsbury's. Um, we'll be going into more retailers this year. Um, we're in some amazing pubs and bars and and restaurants across the UK you know literally thousands so I'm really really proud of of having built that in the last you know four years um as well as the team that that's behind it all and have done it as well well because it was my first it was my first business never done it before so I kind of learned learn on the job so yeah I think I think that's definitely I don't know if that's just one achievement but it's definitely no, something I that I'm think- that's yeah and so you should be and what would you say to somebody that will be having an idea or has come across not necessarily maybe you know a, a brand in an alcohol a low alcohol brand but just yeah. something like you've come across this idea you've come across that there's a gap in the market maybe there's somebody out there thinking you know how do I start what would become some of the tips that how they could maybe start progressing yeah so I think in the beginning 
I mean, a lot of people <laughs> think it's about the idea. Um, it, it's all about the idea. And I need to have this like really innovative idea. And, and to some extent, yes, it is about the idea. But there's loads of examples where actually brands that have done well have just reinvented categories or kind of looked at things in a slightly different way. I mean, look at, you know, it's a drink example, but look at Fever Tree. They just brought out a kind of more premium version <laughs> of the mixers and, and kind of started competing with Schweppes. And, yeah. and some of the other kind of big players so um I, yeah I think about that I think about like is there a real need for your product like do your market research I am um, in the early days I just kind of I think I um messaged all there was back in those days you could kind of um extract all the emails which I don't think you can do now you, yeah uh, no. <laughs> back in those good days <laughs> Back in the day. Uh, and so I sent, you know, out a couple of sur- like a couple of surveys to to all of my contacts, just getting their view on, on the category and like drinking habits, just to like sense check, is it just me or is this actually yeah. something that people are, are willing to pay for? I think it's important to get to answer the question of will people part with money for this? Is this something they really need? Because you can spend an awful lot of time of time on something that actually people aren't gonna pay for and therefore you haven't really got a business. So do that, do that work up front and then once you've once you're sure about that then you know start to make a bit of a plan you know I just created like a there were so many things to get done I created like a bit of a project plan it was like the recipe development there was the branding there was a kind of like you know figuring out the strategy about launching all of the legal stuff and setting up a business um so try and get people to help you either you know do it with someone else because I think that definitely lightens the load or if not I you know I got I got family involved and I was sort of delegating tasks left, right and centre. It's too much for me. But if I, you know, if I give my sisters like a task each week, then, you know, we slowly, slowly Mm -hmm. um, picking things off. So, yeah, have a bit of a plan because otherwise it's quite easy to feel overwhelmed by it. And then you might you might end up giving up, which is always a shame. Do you have any funny stories that have happened with within launch within the brand? Funny stories. Anything I mean, yeah, there's definitely this? things that have gone not so well. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't funny at the time. No. Um, we've had yeah, we've had a few few disasters. Touchwood, not not too many. Uh, I think it was a year or two ago. Um, we basically like a lorry carrying all our all of our pretty much all of our stock for for Christmas um caught fire on the side of a motorway oh so that my. was that was pretty devastating and a, a bit of a challenge to deal with but but yeah thankfully like our suppliers and our bottlers and everyone was really understanding so we managed to kind of but it was yeah it could have it could have gone gone either way yeah um you know the very first thousand bottles that I did um I went yeah I went to a bottler who who would do that because that's quite a small run that's quite a small amount for for a bottle normally they want tens or even hundreds of thousands to kind of take you on um and they they just didn't end up doing like a great job on on labeling I think when they when they the bottles went through the bottles were wet and so actually the labels came out all crinkled and I was like oh my god I've got a thousand bottles of these with these crinkled labels so me and my sisters basically spent Christmas sat in our living room watching um (laughs) Christmas films like literally relay like taking the labels off and putting new ones on oh wow yeah a bit of of family bonding so yeah just things that you know go wrong at the time it just feels like the worst thing in the world but then you you just have to kind of figure out a way to move forward think of a solution and then just kind of go with it um 
so yeah there's always kind of there's always something around the corner I find that entrepreneurship isn't it I think that you clearly demonstrate you know it it has to figure not to panic at the time but you've but because there's no point in dwelling on it is there you just gotta like you can have have a cry you can can have have a cry for five ten minutes and then go right I've got that out the way I'm gonna I'm gonna get on and do something about it because yeah what can you do that's that is entrepreneurship for you it's up and down it's a bit of a it's a bit of a roller coaster so um yeah, I think you have to be pretty, you become pretty resilient. If you're not already, you do become um, pretty resilient. resilient. There's, lots of, there's lots of positives uh, as well. Yeah. Do you think that um, going back to kind of school days, uni days, that there is enough about entrepreneurship um, mentioned to students? Like going yeah, I would say, I mean, I did an entrepreneurship course at uni, uh, not for my whole, it was like one of the modules I could do. Oh, okay. But I think at school, I think, I think part of the problem with visibility of, of something like, you know, doing something like I've done and, and gone and on and started a business is it's not really um, proposed as a route for, for people these days like it's it's kind of you're very much I mean this is the case when I was at school it was very much like corporate career is is the only way there wasn't Mm. anyone that actually ever said you could you could do this you don't need to go to uni you can just you know so uni now costs a lot of money I'm not saying don't go I I went and it was a great it was a great experience um, yes and a great life experience but it's good to kind of know your options and I think if you are a little bit entrepreneurially minded then you can end up you can end up going down the route that system wants you to go down and then kind of a bit like me kind of later realize oh, do you know what actually I I would love to be my own boss. I'm I'm quite creative. I want to start something. Yeah. And so I, you know, I I realise that kind of in my late twenties. But then I, you know, I do sometimes think, um, where would you know where could I be if I'd sort of realised that when I was eighteen or you know what what business could I've started? And yeah, I do think you you do you do get a lot out of having um, a bit more of a regular job, I guess, in terms of just, you know, learning how to deal with politics and people and life skills. Yeah. It does teach you life skills, which obviously if you're doing something on your own, you don't, maybe don't necessarily um, get that, but yeah, I think more could be done. Just, I think also young people seeing, seeing people further on having taken different careers can be, can be quite inspiring to see actually what they've done it quite differently. So maybe just gives them a bit of hope. Um, and a bit of a kind of alternative to to just general uh, I'm not saying like we should all go and be entrepreneurs no, but, but but definitely I think if 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 you have a good idea and and you're I think if you're an entrepreneur you've got a certain you've got a certain way of thinking like obviously you like taking risks mm-hmm. um you're probably quite creative um you probably don't like answering to people and <laughs> would enjoy being your own boss a bit a bit of tenacity in there yeah a bit of tenacity you know don't don't crumble when you hear the word no no resilience no is a yeah not right now it's a maybe later <laughs> so yeah I think if you possess those things and it, it's definitely something it's definitely something worth thinking about as a kind of option do you find that you um have in those early days of starting up your brand when you were a team of one maybe a few of you did you yeah. find that you had to implement kind of structure of some type to remain focused did you have any kind of routine that you still stick by yeah I think I think in those early days it was fairly chaotic and and because I was trying to do a lot of things and it was 
either just me or you know later on I hired a few people I think I was just working incredibly hard um and basically just tight probably tiring myself out you know I remember I didn't live in I lived in Bristol and then I remember coming back from London one night after a really busy day I'd literally had the bar in the back of my car I'd been doing some sampling and I like I remember almost falling asleep at the wheel and I was like what are you doing this is stupid like you're just knackering yourself out and you're it's just not sustainable so I think I think it was really over COVID actually that it I kind of learned to switch off a bit more sounds yeah. stupid but because because I think and I think a lot of us did because we were just constantly in front of our screens we needed to take those breaks because it wasn't yeah. like you could you go into work and then you'd leave. No one was in the office. So I think actually that taught me the importance of having having some downtime and actually separating work and actually that being good. Like it just gives you a fresh perspective, even just yes. getting out of 20 minutes for a walk. You can, if you're stuck on a problem, suddenly you've got a kind of different way of thinking about it. So definitely yeah. encourage encourage that and, and separating work a little bit, even if you know even if you are passionate about it I think even just the people around you like your family and friends yeah. and partners or whatever they probably don't want to hear about your business the whole time <laughs> so I think just remembering just remembering yeah. that it might yeah. be but it's not theirs it's not theirs it's like your baby but not everybody yeah, exactly. but all the same they must your family partner friends they must be so proud of you because yeah and they're so supportive as well and I, yeah I couldn't couldn't have done it kind of on my own without without that in fact my sister um my younger sister actually works in the company and she she was like the first one to kind of join and, and get involved so yeah she's still she's still with us today so, so that initiation and, with the labeling like, yeah she just go. <laughs> obviously just got uh, got a taste for it and that was it <laughs> oh have you got any exclusives or anything you can tell us something exciting that might be happening this summer or this christmas or anything that you're willing or able to share so we do have some pretty exciting innovation coming out later this month um and that is around cocktails yeah um, i won't say too much i don't want to ruin surprise but it is a way to kind of get quick and easy access to cocktails um so i'm really excited about that we are going to have a few quite a few events going on uh across may and june so definitely keep an eye on uh, clenio's social media to see kind of where we're on about we're going to be doing a lot of sampling um, we're going to have a residency in, in London at a, quite a big event. So definitely worth checking that out. Mm-hmm. We're looking to bring back the Tropic Like It's Hot dance classes so people can Love get that. involved in that. Uh, so, yeah a, couple, yeah, a couple of exciting things. I definitely say sign up to our newsletter, uh, yeah. which you can do by going to cleanyourdrinks.com, our website, or head to our social media channels, either Instagram, TikTok, and we um, we put out updates and things on there on our stories. Yes, I was going to say, where can people find you? But you've said it. That's brilliant. Yeah, website, um, kaleniodrinks.com. And then it's just at Kalenio Drinks. Uh You don't need the tilde uh, when you put, because everyone's like, how I do I get find, Yeah. Just, just, yeah. C-A-L-E-N-O. So, but oh, thanks, exactly. Ellie, for joining me today on this Girl Can yeah, Talk. No. A really inspiring chat. Love the brand. Excited to see what's happening. I will try and get myself to any of your events this summer. Um, you know, if I can do, and if they're near London, that helps for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for having this chat with me. No worries. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you find found it um, inspiring, and uh, I hope other people do too. But yeah, it was lovely to chat to you. Thank you.